What's going on, y'all? This is Two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blurred, baby. Word to the Blurred with Two and Cal. Episode we don't know, but it's a Starfire edition, baby. What up? <laughs> What's going on, guys? How's everyone doing? I hope you're doing well during this this crazy time. Hope you're staying safe. Happy holidays. Uh, nothing but love and good vibes your way. Listen, welcome to the pre-Thanksgiving episode. So you know how we gets down. Also. Actually, before we start, Cal, um, how are you doing? How's school going? School's good. It's it's occupying a good amount of my time. Uh, kind kind of stressful, but a lot a lot to take care of. But school, oh, excuse me, school's going pretty well so far. What about you? What's going on? Not much, man. You know, um, I just finished the episode of B Major today. Um, that I'm gonna try to I plan to drop either Thanksgiving or sometime a little bit after. Okay. Um, I might be playing with this new group called the Dirty Rollers. They're trying to do like a weekly Insta- uh, Facebook and Instagram live. Trying to play yeah. for people and try to do like something that just keep people's spirits uplifted. So that's pretty cool. Um, and just trying to recover, you know, finish recovering. You know, as you know, like I've had some times where I still have shortness of breath and, you know, pains in my side and stuff like that. So. I'm um, getting ready to go take a chest x-ray on Tuesday, but outside of that, man, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm healthy-ish and I'm blessed. Good, man. Good. But also, you, I asked you this, and for our listeners, we hope that um, follow, definitely follow us on Instagram Live, Word to the Blurred Podcast, um, and definitely let us know who you guys have for either Tyson or Roy Jones Jr. Me, personally, I'm going with Tyson, even though growing up, I was a Roy Jones Jr. fan. But I seen this one little video of Tyson hitting the punching bag. And let me tell you, <laughs> after seeing that, that the punching bag look hurt. <laughs> that fight, it's on Saturday? Yeah. I'm trying to, because we're still going to be, are we still going to be away? Yeah, we're, uh, we come back Sunday. Damn, we gonna, I got to see how I can watch this fight, you know, on daddy's tablet or something. Tell that man to go on the Verizon app and be like, yo, baby. Yeah, if the place has Wi-Fi. That place should have some damn Wi-Fi. We'll see, because it looked pretty damn old. But anyways, let's let's get into it, man. All right. So we're gonna start it off with Anna Diop and her new outfit as Starfire. Yeah, so it was it was recently revealed. So lately, what the Titans Instagram account has been doing, they've been showing like little pieces of concept art of new outfits. Uh, they did this for Red Hood a couple weeks ago, and um now they released a a first look at uh, Anna Diop's new outfit, a Starfire, and it she looks really good. It's really, I, I like it. What do you What do you think about it, Tucson? Lord, I'm in love, bro. You already know how I feel. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like I told you, I've been a fan of her since um since uh 24. Mm-hmm. You know when she did that 24 thing, and I'm just like Lord. And I'm actually as we're as we're doing this, I'm looking at the costume right now. Yeah, same, same. And she is. She is beautiful. Look, guys, if I sound like I, I sound like I'm in love and all I, that, like I love something. I, we'll t- t- talk more about the costume. So what I like about it is that it's more into the comic book vein. As she, as the seasons have progressed, you've seen her in the colors of the costume, but you never really seen her in a uniform. You know, basically mm. had Hawk and Dove and Robin and, and, you know, eventually going into Nightwing and then you had Jason Todd and then Garth had his own little costume with the you know the jacket is pretty much a symbolism of his uniform that he had in the comic books but starfire never had a chance you know starfire has been catching wrecks since the beginning of the show you know nobody liked the way that she looked yeah especially with that 1970s club kind of look i wasn't i wasn't a fan of that either no and a lot of people weren't which is okay you know you're you're allowed to have you're allowed to think what you what you want to think but don't be disrespectful yeah for sure um, and right now, I think it took two seasons, but she's proven everybody wrong. You know, she's an amazing character as it is. Uh-huh. Amazing character as it is. But now it just seems like everybody's on board of getting everybody costumes. You have a superhero show, and here you go. I mean, it's just like Javasia Leslie. God, I love her, too. And she, she looks Leslie. good. Javicia Leslie, excuse me. Yeah, and I love her Javicia, and her Yeah, Javicia Leslie, Javicia. 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 Yeah. Okay. 
yeah, I, I like Star Fire Nation too. It looks it looks real alien. So I like. I think I know this season that we're gonna get a real look at her culture and her heritage and Black Fire's coming. Her sister, so yeah, because she came. I at think the end they're of season three. Yeah, I think they're really gonna dig deep into the whole. Uh, uh, Tamarind storyline. Maybe I don't know. We'll probably won't see the planet because that that sounds awfully expensive. But uh, I think I think we'll really get to learn, get to really dig deep into that lore, and I think we'll even explore her powers even more. But I, I really like this suit. It's a definitely an upgrade from season two and season one, where she didn't have a suit. And yeah, I'm, I'm digging this a lot. You know, and what I'm what I'm thinking about it, you know, because I've been actually. Rewatching certain episodes or rewatching like the first season going into the second season, um, you know, on some spare time. So right now I kind of been picking and choosing. So like I've watched the first episode, I watched the Jason Todd episode, I watched, yeah. then I went in the, and I watched the last episode of the, the first season, then going into the second season, the first episode and vice versa. Just, just seeing key episodes and you're just like, damn. I know it took a while for Dick Grayson to become Nightwing, but when you see the, the, the story and the evolution of it, it's like, okay, as us, as the audience was impatient for it, but when you sit back and you watch, you're just like, oh, shit. Okay, this sounds, this looks good. And then with this costume, with Anna Diop's costume, you just, it's also, it's the natural progress or the evolution and the progression, or, you know, the evolutionary progression of her character. And now I, it seems like we're getting to, like, the, the apex of it. I think we could have got all of it sooner, because even in, um we were actually supposed to get Nightwing and, and Starfire was supposed to get some type of outfit sooner. Yeah, and at if the end you of the remember, first yeah, at the end of the first season. So re- reasons why they delayed it, I guess they had their reasons. But um, yeah, I like I don't want to get too far into the whole Nightwing thing again. But I I would have liked to have seen it a bit sooner instead of like the season finale. That would have been nice. Um, like I said, I like the suit and uh, Titan season three looks like it'd be pre- it sounds like it's gonna be pretty good because uh, they're going to Gotham this season. They're, we're gonna have Jonathan Crane, Scarecrow, Barbara Gordon, we're getting Red Hood, and uh, yeah, it sounds like it'll be pretty good, and as well as Blackfire. So I know they're filming the show right now and should be premiering on HBO Max sometime in uh, 2021. So, here's um, my question though. So, because you, I, I don't know if you, and we, you know, with us staying on Titans, you know, to bring Tim Drake into the fold. I read that, but it, uh, like rumors, but it hasn't been confirmed unless until they like actually like announce that so and so is playing Tim Drake. To me, I'm operating as if Tim Drake isn't going to be in this season. Got you. Because at first, when I saw it, like I had to look at the source. I was making sure yeah. it wasn't, we got this covered or some shit like that. Because so. I've read this, I've read that too, but it's all been like, you know, like those internet kind of like fans, fan sites. And you know I mean, like nothing official. So, like, until it's like officially announced, I'm just operating as if uh, Tim Drake's not Because they haven't even said if um, the guy who plays Batman is coming back. Yeah, that that's what I thought was interesting. And I'm starting to I'm starting to get vibes he might not because I think they would have they definitely would have said it by now. That's then, true. But then I'm also like, how do you do a whole Gotham storyline and not have Bruce? That wouldn't make sense. I'm like, you bring Bruce for season two, but then you're operating and nowhere Gotham. near Gotham. <laughs> yeah, nowhere and, near. And then like you're operating now in Gotham, and you you don't even bring him in for an episode or something. I don't know, but yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, Titan season three, high high hopes. Um, I think it's gonna be pretty good. I well, kind of like uh, here's a little funny funny comment. I was on, I follow one of the actors, the guy who plays um, Dick Grayson, and someone commented on uh, one of his pictures about about Titan season three. He's like, "Hey man, like is is the writing gonna be better? Like is it gonna be?" And uh, like the actor actually commented, he said, "Yeah, I think we're really hitting our stride this season." Uh, the writing, the writing's really taking a step up. I think you guys are gonna enjoy it. So <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny. That's kind of been the main thing with the Titans is just like the writing. But I, I think I, I, I think they really took a step up in season two, and I'm, I'm expecting the same kind of, uh, uh continuity with yeah, with season three. You know what I mean? I just think every season they're gonna get it right and say, okay, this is what worked. This is what didn't work. Let's expand more on this, you know. So, yeah. But let's uh, let's switch gears a little bit to some sad news. I know you're gonna be sad about this one, man. So uh, it was just announced actually Friday 
that season four of Black Lightning will be its last. Yo, listen, <coughs> I was sad, okay? <laughs> like, um, you know, this was one of those CW shows, another one of these CW shows that Khalid kind of fell off. I you did. Know, I would tell him, like, look, I fell off a little bit, but I would always pop my head in just to see what was going on. Like, I, I am a fan of the show, but sometimes that show could get dense with a lot of um, political diatribes and just trying to, to fit in and make it modern and also promote what's going on in African-American culture and in, in, our, in our world. And sometimes, and it's good. It's good. Don't don't get me wrong. But sometimes, you know, with everything going on, the last thing you want to do is turn on the TV, and you know something's going wrong in Freeland. I was, you know, that's related to what's going on now. Yeah. But the cast is amazing. You know, um, I've been a fan of Cress Williams since Living Single back in the nineties. You know, he's been in um, Living Single. He was on this other show on CW, Heart of Dixie. Um, I never checked it out, but I did. I made all right. I'm lying. I checked out one episode just off the strength of him, and was in my cup of tea. And I think he was in Prison Break too, for like a I season. Th- I think so. Yeah, he was in Prison Break for like a season, and he did some other stuff. And then he ended up with Black Lightning. And when I saw him, when I was like, "Oh shit, my son Scooter!" I bet. And then you add on the young lady that was in um, the Tyler Perry film, and then the TV shows. I think she actually went back to his, his to House of Pain, right? I don't watch House of Pain. I mean, nobody. I mean, but I was reading an article was saying that she was filming House of Pain also because I think it's both of those shows are filming in Atlanta. Yeah. Because um, Tyler Perry has a studio down there. I, the only thing that I'm upset about is that you're giving us a fucking painkiller show and yeah. canceling Black Lightning, bro. That's so weird. Like, <laughs> who asked for that? Like, not saying that, look, he was a chill character. He was cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, you you had him just to bring the story along. And that was Jen's first love. Like, I'm I'm, re- I'm actually re-watching certain parts of season one currently. Um, just seeing the, the, the story develop. Like, hell, I told you I've been re-watching Arrow. But that's, we'll talk about that towards the end. But <clears throat> just on my Black, Black Lightning rant, um, I think that by the time they started hitting their stride, is you're getting rid of it because you you could have had a dope crossover with the Flash, you know. And I think I put that in on our on our Instagram page. You know, what was one one last crossover that you'd want to see the Flash have? Because Supergirl's going the way of the Dodo, as Black Lightning. Yeah, I think I think we're slowly watching the end of an era. Um, I think Black after Black Lightning ends, I think Flash may have. At the max, three seasons left. At the least, I think two. Agreed. Um, and I think they're going to get rid of all these shows and then start start filtering in with new shows. So you have Stargirl that's coming up. You have this new uh, Wonder Woman show that, that they're planning to do. Right, and speaking um, of that, she's from that, that character that they're getting ready to use is getting ready to be used in the comic books. Yeah, so what I was talking about, the DC Future Slate. The key going future state, excuse me. Yeah, so I just I think that they're slowly going to start phasing out these characters and sort of introducing us to new ones. And yeah, and like it, and it does it is kind of shocking because um I I mean just reading that Black Lightning was never like a huge ratings machine, but it it always got good reviews and all all of its seasons have like literally perfect ratings and Rotten Tomatoes. You know what I mean? And it's it's a shame that it wasn't more of a ratings juggernaut. And it's, it's actually kind of interesting because I have this quote from uh, China Ann McClain and she was, she posted a video on her Instagram. Yeah. Where she was talking about, talking she was about the show. Yeah. And I'd have the quote right here says what I did know, what I did know and have known along with the rest of the cast since before we even started shooting the season is that I am leaving the show and was leaving the show. I, I am leaving the show and was leaving the show. I said, that kind of makes no sense. This was going to be my last season, regardless as if, if, if it went on or not. For different reasons that, to be honest, I don't want to get into. I don't want y'all to trust. I just want y'all to trust me on that. So I kind of butchered the reading, reading of that. But yeah, I guess she was always going to leave. And then it was just like, well, the <laughs> show's ending anyway. So I remember yeah. I, I actually watched it 
I watched the, the 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 IG live that she posted twice. Um, the first one I was trying, I was just reading, reading. I was listening to it just to get a sense of things, and then I just felt like there was like mad tears. You know what I mean? Like you know how an actor, like I wasn't sure if it was like a trained response or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, but then none of the cast actually has said anything. Like I went on Twitter to check on Crush Williams' drain or even. Um, Nafisa Williams and I didn't see anything. So it's like I guess everybody's still processing it. In fact. Yeah. I mean, what a way to find out you're gonna lose your job in a pandemic. Yeah, and then but here's the crazy part is that you don't even tell the cast. You let the rest of the cast find out with the rest of the world. I'm sure they knew. Wait, how how do you know they didn't know? Because she said it. If you listen to the thing. China and McLean said it? Yeah. Well, I guess that how, that's how it goes because I've heard stories like that from just like just working in the industry and people have been on different sets and they talk about like like they were like literally shooting and then they're just like, yeah, we just been canceled. You know, pack, pack this shit up. We're done. You know, work's over and stuff like that. You know what I mean? So I guess that that makes sense. But yeah, that, that is kind of crazy how they, they don't even least tell like the actors know. But yeah, but yeah, like I said, I think we're I think we're witnessing the end of an era. We're gonna lose Black Lightning, I th- Flash. I think we might lose Legends before Flash. Jesus, I hope not. I think Legends after this season, if they're filming it already, it has one more season, and then Flash would be the last mainstay. I could. How what season are we on the Flash? We're about to be on seven. At most, I think Flash does ten. At the max, we get three more seasons. At the at the very least, we get two. But yeah, uh, Black Lightning is coming to an end on the CW. But yeah, um, what else are we checking out? Star Trek Discovery. Bro, listen. Just, uh, t- what, tell us how you feel about Star Trek Discovery, then I'll talk more about how I feel. Okay, so, guys, as you, first off, before we go into this section, let me say live long and prosper. And you guys know how much of a big Star Trek fan I am. Um, so far, we're about we're about to be what five six episodes in. I think so, maybe closer to five. But anyways, yeah. I want to say five, you know, four, five <coughs> to six episodes in, and so far I'm I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. Um, without giving too many spoilers away. Uh, they're in the future. They're about a thousand years into the future. And they don't, everybody doesn't reconnect right away. As you know, we talked about before, but by the end of the second episode is when Michael just finds the crew and everybody's doing the damn thing. And it's, it's good. They find Starfleet. They get these new badges. If you guys follow us on Instagram, word to the blurred. <coughs> um, you know, I posted about the badges that they have. So the badges, the new badges are tricorders, personal transporters, and communicators. So they, it's multifunctional. So think about all the times that you've seen Star Trek episodes and they always have, like, outside of a phaser, they have a tricorder. Now they can use their badge as a tricorder. And they have these biomimetic, like, gel things that help control the ship. It's just, it's nice, man. It's really nice. And they just went through a refit. And the show, like I said, I'm I'm really excited with the show. I think the only episode I really wasn't feeling that much was the second one. Yeah, I was feeling the second one. But after that, everything else was right as rain for me. You know, I think Michael, who is the protagonist of the show, she is making the same mistakes that she made in the first season. It was kind of annoying because you want to yeah. see some growth. She's low. I was, Michael is low key starting to annoy me. She kind of annoyed me in this past episode, and I'm kind of glad that would happen to her. Happened to her in terms of what Saru did. He I had just no choice. Like, he had no choice. I was just like it had to happen, and the choice I really can't, I can't trust you. You know what I mean? And I get it. She did for the right reasons, but you know, last time she did something for the right reasons, her commander ended up dead. Our captain ended up dead, mm-hmm. and she puts pretty much Starfleet pretty much into a damn war. So I just. I don't know. I'm I'm not really sure where this season is going. Like, and is the show just going to be in the future for the time being? And is it going to be about them 
rebuilding like a new kind of Starfleet. I'm not, I'm not quite sure how I feel about that. Why? Because right, I'll just, tell you why I feel how what I feel, and then well, you tell me what you feel, and I'll tell you. I don't know. I just, and I think I think I like my Star Trek, and I know this isn't necessarily Star Trek, but I think I like my Star Trek a, a little more fast paced, a little more. Uh, on the go and moving and like this is what's happening like the jj abrams yeah and even the first pretty much two seasons of discovery were like that like Mm -hmm. you know they were they were in the middle of a war and stuff like that but this season is a little more calm it's a little more quiet we have to do the mystery of the burn i'm not really (coughs) attached to the storyline of the burn i was like I, i was like I was like, oh, I kind of don't give a fuck how all these <laughs> starships exploded. And, like, I know we'll get to the bottom of it, but I'll say, like, the way they're talking about it, there better be, like, a really good payoff with, like, how this happened and what, you know what I mean? I want to be like, oh, like, you know. But, um, I mean, I'll still watch it every week. I'll still tune in to shit like that, but I don't know. I'm not sure how I feel about this season. Michael's starting to annoy me. And I remember reading this comment <laughs> – it was, uh, I think, on the Star Trek group that you invited me to, and someone said, does her whispering kind of bother you or the way she talks? And I was like, watching it, and I just couldn't, I couldn't, I was like, couldn't unsee that. I was like, damn, yeah. It is kind of pissing me off, and like the way she, her talks and her cadence and shit like that. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll be tuning in every week, but I don't know if I'm feeling, excuse me, guys, uh, the storyline so far, you know? I think it's a, it's an interesting premise to slingshot them a thousand years into the future to see what's going on. You know, you would think watching Picard, watching Deep Space Nine, Next Generation and all that, that the Federation was going to endure, you know? And then I think what also kind of helps out with this season is that if you watch Picard, you see, like, it looks like that that was during the time where the Federation was still at full strength. But you can see where it was starting to crumble and lose lose its principles. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, if you look back at Ricard, you know they had the synth band. Things was just Starfleet was just looking crazy. And then now you have Starfleet that's pretty much disassembled. Everybody that was part of the Federation can't really contact each other. And then you have the burn. Now what I find interesting about the burn is that that lithium crystals aren't supposed to, you know, destroy a whole vessel like that, unless if they're fractured. Yes, guys, I pay attention to my Star Trek. Um, so something had to happen, and for every Federation ship or any, because every ship runs off of dilithium. Klingons, Federation, um, Romulan, Ferengi, all of them. You know what I mean? So why is it that only Starfleet was affected? You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And, so, like, clearly, like, we'll find that it was a coordinated attack and shit like that against Starfleet. But, eh, I don't know if I care. I'm, like, I'm I'm kind of, I want to learn more. Is it weird that I kind of want to leave the Discovery crew for a little bit and learn more about this new Starfleet? Like, what's going on with that? Let's get to know the people who have to operate in this shitty Starfleet. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of a little, a little bit more curious about that. But, I, think they'll, I think they'll do some more because you, you start, even started seeing it this this past episode, which I, I really feel like I should rewatch, um, you know, with the different Starfleet captains and the, the, the Admiral letting everybody know what the situation is. Like, look, things is pretty bad out here. And now they don't have warp capability, so it takes them five months just to get somewhere. Yeah. Just crazy. <gasps> Excuse me. But yeah, I think the vibes I'm getting from this Star Trek is going to be like every episode. It's kind of like... A different adventure like yes we have the main story and stuff like that but each episode's gonna be like oh we have to go help these people and that's the star trek is like i get that and then like what's up with this senator thing was was that like i also really don't care about that either listen that one i'm not gonna lie i hope like, there's like a big payoff with that i hope so too because they I'm just, are giving her a lot or giving them a lot of time yeah um and, so I hope I hope that pays off because I'm not I'm not digging it. I'm not gonna lie. If there was if there was a a alien race to bring back, or at least something part of the mythos to bring back, I am glad that they brought back the Trill and Symbiote. I do wish Senator was, or what is it, Adrenatal is her name now, yeah. or their name. 
So I do wish Adrena Tall was um, a trill. I do wish that her story was a bit more interesting in the fact that she sees her or their dead boyfriend. You know, like like, like does there have a a uh, I guess what am I trying to say? Like lend anything to the main story? Like the reason why they have this trill person on board? Like is it like like there is like a piece to why the burns happen, you know, are we going to find that out? I, I don't know. I'm just, I don't know. Eh. Certain things I'm just not digging this season. Yeah, you don't even sound like you're digging it too hard. Like, I get more excited about it than you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I really, like I said, I really loved the first and second seasons, but this one so far is like, yeah, I'm watching it, but then I'm like, meh. And then I also weirdly didn't like the upgrades they did to the ship. Like the whole, and the things were popping out. I was just like. Oh, the nacelles. I don't, I don't like it. I don't like the fact like, oh, like our, our state workstations are now 3D and can come out. And like, no, just keep it the way it is. You know? I'm the 933 years. Don't fuck like, with it too much. <laughs> you got to give them. That's what I'm saying. That biomimetic thing where they, they press on the screen and it comes out. I was like, yo, that's just hot. Especially yeah. when it comes out from the badges. No. That's that's not bad. That's cool. But I'm, like, I don't mind the whole kind of hologram thing. But not when like, the, like when they're on the like the bridge and like it comes out of the like the desk and controllers. Thing, yeah. I'm like, I don't like that. I don't know. The Star Trek Discovery <laughs> airs on CBS every <laughs> every <laughs> Thursday. As he talks about how much he didn't fuck with, he's not fucking with this season that hard. But yeah. yes, Star Trek comes on CBS All Access. Um, it's on pretty much, I think it comes on at midnight. Yeah, um, Thursdays at midnight pretty much, I think. Yeah, so definitely be ready to check it out because sometimes I'll be waking up <laughs> and there's already reviews and shit. I'm like, ah, I don't want to see it. Ah. Yeah. But yeah. just to go into, since we're talking about one female protagonist, it's only right that we go into another one. And we're going to go from 933 years into the future. And we're just going to go all the way into the past to 1984 and yeah. talk about how Diana Prince, AKA Wonder Woman is going to be streaming on HBO Max and theaters. Christmas Day. Yeah, so there's, it's going to be a simultaneous release. It'll be in, um, in theaters that are still open, if they're open. And uh, you'll be able to stream it for free at no extra cost on HBO Max uh, Christmas Day, if you have HBO Max, of course. So I, I think it's a fucking smart move, to be honest with you. And I, it's about time they did it, because honestly, the way things are looking, who knows when you know theaters are going to be operating fully again anytime soon and i'll be honest with you even even if things are going back the way going back to normal like who who wants to go in the theater real soon and you you know so and and it helps because hbo max honestly has been struggling with a subscriber base they have you know they don't have as many people as netflix or or disney plus so this this makes them competitive and this makes people be like okay like, we, we got to download HBO Max to check out Wonder Woman, you know? Who the fuck doesn't want to see Wonder Woman? You know, and I think I think it's a smart move because, honestly, I kind of felt like Wonder Woman was 1940 was trying to get stale because it was supposed to come out fall 2019. They pushed it to the summer uh, of this year. Then they pushed it back later into the summer. Then they pushed it to Christmas. And then um, they pushed it to... Um, uh, yeah, to, to HBO Max. So I just think it's a good, a good business model, you know, because you get to uh, promote your uh, your streaming base as well as you know um, put out this awesome movie for Christmas, you know. And I, I think I think everyone's gonna run and see this movie, you know, I because it's not Tenant. I remember when Warner Brothers put Tenant out in theaters, and that wasn't the movie to save theaters. I honestly think that if they would have launched HBO Max with Tenant, then it would have been a, um, I, I think they would have bought more of a subscriber base to HBO Max for sure. But yeah, I'm, I'm really excited that they're doing this. And uh, I honestly think Black uh, Black Widow should follow suit on Disney Plus because 
I'll be more than happy <laughs> to watch those two movies back to back. So that should be good. But yeah, um, yeah. So Christmas Day. I hope you guys will be checking it out. You know, Susan, what do you think about this? I'm really excited about it. I think it's about damn time. Uh, like you said, that movie's been pushed back more times than James Bond. <laughs> you know, and that's another movie that we're waiting on. Um, I think that HBO Max doing this is a, is a good setup because Disney had what seven point some odd million subscribers, and more than that. And HBO Max, as good as it is, you know, it's missing original content. You took original content from. DC Universe and brought it over when a bunch of people have already, you know, who have DC Universe have already seen it, you know, and you've been offering free HBO Max for the longest time. So, and then the only, so far, the only thing that's probably getting their subscriptions up is the Fresh Prince reunion, which, you know, we'll, we'll get into a little bit later before we end the show. Um, <clears throat> I'm I'm happy about it. I can't wait to see Chris Pine do his thing. I can't wait to see what Gal Gadot's gonna do. You know, they're gonna have Maxwell Lord as one of the main villains. Um, you're gonna have Cheetah. I'm just I'm just excited to see how Patty Jenkins is gonna take more of of a wonderful character and their entire mythos and their their entire collection and and take certain parts from it and bring it back into here because the first one was damn near a masterpiece. You know what I'm saying? It, it kind of reminded me of. The 19, was it 77, 78, Richard Donner Superman, certain parts of it. It was, it's, you know, it could, it could easily be put in as one of the greatest superhero movies out there. No, for sure. I, I agree 100%. And easy. like I said, I think this is a good way to bring traffic to HBO Max. And I was, uh, I was saying that I think they should have did the same thing with Tenet. I think instead of putting Tenet in theaters, because Tenet, Chris, some, some of Christopher Nolan's movies just aren't for any everybody. So I think if they would have uh, launched HBO Max with Tenet, I think Tenet would have did much better and um, HBO Max would have did much better. But oh, yeah. definitely with Wonder Woman, they do have, a, in my opinion, which is going to be a, a surefire juggernaut on their hands, which should bring a lot of uh, subscribers to their, to their app. So, yeah. That's good, Brett. Also... So now we're, t we're going from Earth and now we're going on to the stars to a galaxy in a, what is it, a galaxy long time ago in a far, far away or something like that? I always mess up that line. <laughs> hey, your transitions need a little help. <laughs> well, you know, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. But we're going to talk about the mother-loving Mandalorian. Yeah. all right, hey, 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 don't give any producers anymore. You, you, you was already tight when they played that one Star Wars song when Biden won. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's move on. But yeah, uh, Mandalorian, what, uh, what are your thoughts on the second season so far? So far, I am ready to say that I'm here for it. I'm ready to see Ahsoka Tano. Um, the first episode was great. The second episode was great. You know, we got to see... I want to see how Boba Fett is going to fit into everything. Yeah. Like, go back I, to Tatooine and... You know what I mean? I agree. Like, I was... I'm loving uh, this season. But I'm... I, I know I spoke to you about this, but I feel... It feels like a video game sometimes. Mm -hmm. In a sense where it's like, okay, Mando has this main mission, which is to get the child to the Jedi. Okay. Now, along this, this journey, he meets all these people. You know, oh, I'm looking for my kind. I'm looking for more Mandalorians. Do you have info on the Jedi? Da, da, da. Yeah, I got info on the Jedi. But first, <laughs> help me get rid of these pirates in my village. 
Or yeah, I know where you can find Mandalorians. But first, transport this frog lady to this planet so she can meet her husband. Oh, so do you know where I can find Mandalorians? Yeah, I do. But first, it, you know, so it's it's almost at like a point where they don't hide it anymore. And I kind of laughed when it happened, uh, especially in the last episode when they brought back Carl Weathers and Gina Carano. Where Mando, oh, yeah. was, Mando said something. He's like, I need to do this. Da, da, da. And then uh, Carrie Dune said, yeah, okay. But first, I need your help. And I just started laughing when I was watching. <laughs> it was like, yeah. We it was this- like, they don't even fucking hide it anymore. It's just, you know, and uh, it's, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like a video game. I'm kind of just like, ugh. You know, just, just fucking get to it, <laughs> you know? I really <laughs> you gotta, love. You got to elongate the story. So he got to do everything for everybody. I get that for other TV shows do that no problem and it's not beating you over the head and making it obvious that like we have to put some obstacles in his way and like do all these side missions you know what I mean yeah like I loved seeing Bo-Katan that was really cool that was a good episode um the episode that Carl Weathers directed this past episode was fantastic really good yeah sometimes I forget that he's a good director what else is he directed I gotta look it up, but there was one when we was kids. There was like a show. I think he did like an episode. But yeah, he he should direct more often. But yeah, I'm looking forward to Ahsoka Tano. Um, I hope that you know a lot of these things aren't one offs. Like, I don't want them to bring in Bo Katan and then we don't see her till like season three or something like that. Like, does she come back in the end of the show? And the same thing with with Boba Fett. You know what I mean? Like, do we was that Boba Fett just like a glorified cameo? Is he looking for Mando? Is he following Mando? They've really given us no hint so far on what's going on with that. So it's just like, I'll be kind of pissed if it's just like, oh yeah, we just brought in Boba Fett just to, you know, dictate you guys. And then, you know, uh, we, we won't do anything really with him this season on The Mandalorian. But I did hear that uh, he, he's getting his own show. He and is? I, yeah, and I heard that might even be filming in the next couple of weeks. Oh wow! Congratulations! Yeah. Big shout out to Carl Withers. With what? That he's getting his own show. I said Boba Fett. Oh, Boba Fett! I apologize. Yeah. Sorry. I have no interest in seeing a Grief Karika show or whatever the fuck his name is. I won't front. I, I have no interest in seeing that show. <laughs> if you can get a painkiller show, then you can get anything. Yeah, I suppose you're right. But yeah, no, but no, there. I was talking about Boba Fett. I think they're gonna do a a Boba Fett show, or they're working on one. But I don't know. I don't know if I want that because then it would just be Mandalorian Part Two. Yeah, and and I see why you'd say that, but I think it'll be a little different. Well, I I mean I don't know. I don't know what their plans are with the show, but hopefully it'd be. I'm sure it'd be different. Boba Fett was a bounty hunter. Mandalorian, yeah. One is Mandalorian, the other is Mandalorian. <laughs> well, one's technically one's a clone, so that doesn't really make a Mandalorian, would it? Because I, mean, I, don't, I don't even think Django fits Mandalorian. Well, I've read, I was not I read, but I was on YouTube and I was looking at this thing. Technically, he was raised by the Mandalorian. I, I'll send you this. There's this guy that I follow called Star Wars Theory. But he's not a pure blood bred born Mandalorian. Well, how the Mandalorian? Take your take your ass back to your home planet. <laughs> but I have no home planet. I'm a clone. <laughs> well, whatever. Uh, but yeah, um, no, I like I said, I'm not in the season so far, but it just they're just really over the top right now. It's just like these side missions, and it's just they're not hiding it. It's just like, yeah, I need to meet the Jedi. You do. But first, <laughs> help me blow up this ship right? and get some more information. It's easy shit, Mando. You can do this. All right. You'll, you'll only accomplish this in 39 minutes, which is the exact episode length. <laughs> 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 but next Friday, I promise, Mando, we'll take you to the Jedi. I promise. I promise, Mando. <laughs> when he gets back to his ship, he's like, I ain't getting to the fucking Jedi. Poor. It's like, kid. You're on your own. <laughs> you use these magic hands to fix the shit. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do like I do like how he's taking more of a a fatherhood role towards the child. Agreed. I like I like that very much. You know, 
and you can see how he's kind of changed. I think he's 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 a bit more softer, if that makes sense. You know, he was very very rugged, very cold in the first season. But this one, he seems very. You know, he's let his guard down. He's got a different kind of demeanor about him. You know, he's he's extremely protective, and of course, very deadly when it comes to the child. But well, this know, is the way. And his interactions with the child, uh, it's very sweet. But yeah, so far so good on the Mandalorian. I like you got my son, baby Yoda, um, trying to do maintenance. That was cool. Tried to give my son the chores. Oh yeah, that was the funny. Episode. Yeah, that was good. Oh, let me ask you a question. So, also, big shout out to our the Facebook group that we're in, GNP, um, Geek and Nerd Proportion. So, if you guys ever get a chance and you guys are looking to find a geekdom home and some people that like minded people that are believe in comic books, love, peace, equality, definitely look up um, Bobby Geek Nerdington, um, who is the fearless leader of that of our Facebook group, and you know definitely join GNP Geek and Nerd Proportions. Um, but I saw this. I saw this article in there, or somebody had posted about people trying to cancel Baby Fucking Yoda, guys. Oh, I saw that. It's a fucking fictional character. One, two. Anything Baby Yoda does is cute, unless he kills somebody. You know, like he's eating an unborn egg. You niggas do that shit all the time. Whenever you eat eggs, <laughs> I think. I think, like, just to give a counter-argument where people, like, some people were saying it's just, like, they felt it was unsensitive due to, like, I guess people who struggle to have children or who, who have infertile eggs. I don't know. I, I... Motherfuckers complain about freedom of speech and... You yeah, but, like... Said, and then when shit is said, you want to complain, oh, that wasn't sensitive enough. Bitch, can't think I about... I will say... What? No, I mean, like, no, because it, it's... I mean, I don't think, like, people should be as up in arms. I just think, I will say, I think they spent too much time on it. And after a while, it was, it was just like, all right, I'm not, it's not funny anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I think it was, like, one of those, like, gags or running jokes that they kind of ran way too much into the ground a bit, in my opinion. Okay, I'll give you um, But, yeah, I mean, it's, again, people get upset about anything. I know some certain groups were offended because you know like like i said before but I mean, no one's canceling baby yoda he'll be fine it's all good <laughs> you know man it better be but yeah okay so we're gonna stick to being in the intergalactic area and we're gonna go into in brightest day and blackest night no evil shall escape my sight that those who worship evil might beware my power. My power. Green, Green lanterns. lanterns light. So we finally got some information on the Green Lantern TV show that's getting ready to come out on HBO Max within the next hopefully year or so. Okay, what you what you got to say about that, bro? Yeah, so they um they released some um some casting breakdowns, character breakdowns. For those of you that don't know, character breakdowns sort of just talk about. The character in the TV show, like his appearance, his age, uh, his physicality, their, their personality. So they released it for three characters, uh, all three of them lanterns. And uh, the first one is Guy Gardner, white male, 30s, a hulking mass of masculinity, as rendered in the comics. Guy is a personification of the hyper-patriotism found in the 1980s that birthed Hulk Hogan and Rambo. However, Guy is still likable. He might act foolish, but is not a fool. Guy loves his daughter and wife with all of his hard partying, fast driving, hot-tempered heart. But like many alpha males, there's a deep undercut of pain driving it all. Now next, we have Bree Jarda, black, female, 30s. Few lanterns take their commitment to the corpse and its purpose more seriously than Bree. Bree is half-human, and it's the half she's worked hard to forget. Brie has an alien mother and a human father. However, she was raised on a more enlightened planet with an advanced society. Brie outworked her peers and earned her rank only to find herself partnered with Guy Gardner. And the last one we have, Alan Scott. White male, 28 years old. From the outside, Alan is the model of 
of early 1940s. The image of a G-man. Alan is handsome, clean-shaven, and well-dressed without a hair out of place. He has spent his young life trying to personify truth, justice, and the American way. He is already a household name in L.A. and is seen as, seen as a hero thanks to positive press coverage. However, for all of Alan's honesty, there is one lie that follows him. He is a gay man, a fact that in his era could cost him his job or even his life. So those are just three of the characters so far. And I, I, that kind of just confirms because there are rumors that it'll be like across different time periods. So it seems that we'll get Alan Scott in the 40s and uh, Bree Jarda and Guy Gardner seems like it'll be present day. They didn't really give a year, but I'm, I'm going to assume that it's present day. But uh, Tucson, what do, you, what do you think so far? I'm actually excited about this. You know, as long as they don't give us... Uh... <laughs> what they gave us with Ryan Reynolds. And, you know, I like Ryan Reynolds, but I think that could have been a lot better. Greg yeah. Belanti has definitely done better superhero work since then. Um, I'm just, I'm looking forward to see what the special effects look like. You know, special effects look like, yeah. I think that's really my main concern with Green Lantern because he makes constructs out of his ring or their rings. And if in terms of story... I'm actually looking forward to seeing what this is going to be like. If it's going to be an anthology show, you know, I would love to see what the golden age Green Lantern is going to be because we've never really had one in yeah. live action. Um, well, we, we've never had Alice Scott in live action, nor have we had any of the other characters. Guy Gardner has only been on a cartoon. You know, we never had... Breed, I'm not sure who that character is. I may have to do some some research in to see who that is. Are they having Simon Baz? They're not having Simon Baz, right? Yeah, I think they're still having Simon Baz and uh, Jessica, Jessica Cruz. Cruz. But those I, think, I think those three characters, uh, Guy Gardner, Breed Jarda, and Alan Scott, seem like they'll, they'll be taking more of the lion's share screen time of the show, it was saying. And uh, we're not that far away. It's this production is supposed to commence in uh, in April. Apparently, they're filming in L.A. But, um, yeah, uh, so we're not that far away from filming. So we should know who's playing who, uh, in my opinion, fairly soon. Yeah, probably in the early in the new year for sure. But, yeah, it's I'm, I'm excited. Um, I'm hearing that it would be it'll have more of an adult kind of take on it. You know what I mean? So I, it'd be cool to have a another DC show that can kind of go there and be a little dark. So it'll be fun and exciting. And yeah, like I'm looking forward to see how they do the special effects because I'm from what I'm hearing, this probably will be one of the most expensive shows that uh, HBO Max is going to produce. So. They better not try to fucking swamp thing it, man. Don't give us some good content just to give it. Oh, uh, yeah. That, yeah. R.I.P. Swamp Thing. But yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited that Green Lantern shows coming, and I think it I th I, th I think it's kind of cool that they didn't that they don't have um, uh, John Stewart and um, Kyle Jordan. Kyle Jordan, Kyle. yeah, because then you know that still leaves it for the movies, and then maybe they do a movie, the show could, could kind of interact. They can sort of bounce off each other. I think they really have a a good opportunity to do that, depending like on what like, they want to do with Gotham PD. Yeah. Yeah, and depending on where the show is set, you know what I mean? Like, would this be in the Schneiderverse or, or uh, like, does it exist alongside with, you know, Man of Steel and BVS and Wonder Woman and those heroes and stuff like that? But I think, I think you know, time will tell and we'll know soon enough for sure. But yeah. The last thing, go ahead. No, I was just saying I'm going to switch gears to a little bit more, more of a heartfelt topic uh last week the uh reunion for the fresh prince came out and uh pretty much left us all in tears Did i you think watch it already? yeah i think i cried in, in the first two minutes you boy yeah. let me and then tell you i cried when they got to james avery me too and then i kind of cried when uh will and uh janet Jenny spoke Hubert? yeah janet hubert so I, 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 I cried a, a good amount of the time. I was Listen, I was for an hour man. and 12 minutes, boy, I was off and on too. So 
my my takeaway from well, finish going, finish talking about what you were saying. Yeah, it was it was just good to see them all there. You know, it seemed like they really didn't miss a step, didn't miss a beat, and it was kind of cool to learn all the little facts about the show, especially when the first started, and kind of learning about. Um, I thought it was funny how they said Will used to recite the lines back to them. He used to mouth it. And then when they actually showed the clips of it, I was dying. I was laughing. And that, and, you know, it just it, it's just things like that. And you really get a behind-the-scenes look at the show, how they said, you know, it was just like a party. We used to have fun. We used to turn up in the dressing room before going. Like, they wanted it to be an experience. You were going to see a, you know, like a live, a live performance, a live show. It was like theater, you know, things like that. So that was, that was really cool to see. And just to see that, like how, you know, how, how they're all family and just learning about the history of jazz being thrown out. And like when he had the shirt on, you know, <laughs> you know what it meant, but yeah, it, it was good. I wish the only thing I, I do wish was that, um, that they had Janet Hubert kind of on the couch with them. For a little bit like when, when she came to go visit and surprise them maybe have her sit there on the couch with them and just sort of talk a little more you know but because it, it, it kind of gave the impression like okay came say hi now they're kicking me out i'm gone you know because then we didn't really hear from her you know what i mean and i don't know if that has to do with like her relationship with the rest of the cast i mean we only know about the beef with her and will but we don't know well actually her anything else. Rivero have a beef too oh really mm-hmm. i didn't know that yeah hmm. So, man, listen, like you said, tears was definitely running down my eyes. And especially towards the end, you were just like, damn, son. Damn. Like, this was such an iconic show. And, you you know, they talk about how it was black excellence and all that. And Tatiana Ali, who played Ashley Banks, she had mentioned, you know, some people call it black excellence because of what we did. But what was really black excellence was the love that we had for one another. And you could tell that everybody genuinely loved each other in that room. And like, it looks like they still keep in contact, you know? No, for real. Um, I, I, you know that Alfonso Ribeiro and Will Smith actually do keep in contact. Like, you yeah. see, see that on their social media. And I think, I didn't know that all of them really just talk all the time like that. Like you could, like you said, they didn't miss a beat. And then watching Janet Huber, um, watching that scene and, and not knowing what she was going through or what she dealt with. I didn't know that she was actually pregnant in the third scene. Really? You know, I thought, you know how like some, some places. I mean, like, cause I, I mean, cause I, I was kind of looking back cause I started watching some episodes a couple weeks before and like, you can kind of tell just in her face and her body. And a lot of times what they do for, for female actresses, if they're pregnant, they'll actually write it into the show. So that's what I figured. That's what they did. But I didn't know about, you know, her abusive relationship. And, and it's sad what happened to her, you know, when she got branded as difficult. And then her being, yeah, blackball and her being a, you know, a dark-skinned black woman, Hollywood truly discriminates, you know, because it's just like, okay, if we got to have black people, we'll try to have someone that's light-skinned. try to find the fairest ones we can. Yeah, and of course, they they hired uh, a fair-skinned actress to to, to replace her. Who was really good. Don't get it twisted. Yeah, no, nothing, nothing. And this has nothing to do with her. It's more so just about like the Hollywood system that's there. It's just like, okay, we're going to hire a fair-skinned actress, you know, to do your job. And, you know, they weren't even willing to pay her, you know what I mean? It's just kind of like, I feel like that's what happens. Shows get too big for their bridges, and it's just like, okay, the show's bigger than you. We'll just replace you, you know, which kind of sucks, you know? And we don't, we don't fully know what happened, you know? So we don't know what happened between her and Will fully. You know, we kind of get ideas of what happened. But even then, I, I feel like... We don't fully know what happened between them, you know. And I, I can imagine, you know, people people get into it, and it's just like, you yeah, know, someone's like he was twenty one years old. Yeah. So he, he was started. probably I could picture him. He's probably acting like a child and being like, "I'm Will Smith," you know. Yeah, of course. You know, he's he's a kid, and you have all this fame and and, and glory thrust upon you, and you know, all this attention. You're kind of like, oh, you know fucking feeling myself you know who's bigger than me who's gonna stop me you know and then all during that show you know he was going into movies you know he did bad boys while he was filming yeah he did um i think independence day was right after right 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 after it was busman's rap yeah um so it was like everybody did their thing do you well, think they never really said why it ended because they never said they were canceled they just said it's ending 
some shows sometimes they end show, shows like that end because their main star is just like you know they start to blow up and like their movie career comes and sometimes they're just like I don't want to do this anymore and they're just like all right well then we got to end it because without you we can't make the show. But so you, do know, you I don't do you think, think Will could have. I don't think so. Well, we don't really know for sure, but do, it's it's possible. It is possible, but the only reason why I say I don't think so is because if you look at you, you remember when um, in the reunion special and they were doing a behind the scenes thing and they did the ET book and they were reading, excuse me, they were reading the hmm. parts of the final episode and you could tell in Will Smith's body language, like, fuck, like, this is this is over. You know what I mean? No, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that I I don't think that it was him per se, but I think the producers probably saw what time it was. Yeah. You know, you got oh wow, you know, this is Bad Boys did really well. He's about he just got cast to do another movie. So you know, and if this if this man keeps getting any bigger, um you know, he's not gonna really need us anymore and it's gonna it could cause problems in the future. So I think they did did do the right thing ending on a high note. I think they could have got at least one more season. You know, did the whole seven seasons and been straight. Um, and then apart with James Avery, you know, you saw how much of a, a leader he was. Like, it might have been Will Smith's show, but you saw how much reverence they gave to James. James you Avery know? is the heart. Yeah. Every, nearly every scene that I've cried on during The Fresh Prince involved James Avery. Yeah. Like, mo- pretty much all the scenes. And maybe there was just, like, one with, like, uh, Will and Carlton. Like, after I think Will got shot, I He's cried like, during that I one. saved your life! Yeah. Give me a gun! Yeah. I cried during that one, too. But, yeah, pretty much, James, like I said, James Avery was the heart. He really was. And, and you could see how, like I said, you could see how much they learned. Like, um, Tatiana Ali was talking about how on those Tuesdays and Thursdays, James Avery would sit down with a pen and pad or whatever and just write things in. And, you could, and Tatiana Ali said, no, that's something I still do to this day. And I got that from him. You know, and you just see how much he was the heart of the show. I, I feel like he was the leader. Him and Janet Hubert were, I think he was older than Janet Hubert because I think Will Smith said that she got into the show when she was 34. Mm. Um, and they those two were the biggest ones with the most experience. You know, Janet Huber came from Broadway. Um, James Avery was an experienced actor on the stage and all that. And then, so you're doing, you're taping live and, you know, it's just like you said, it's just like Broadway. Yeah. God bless him, man. I would have, I would have loved for him to have been around and like take part in this reunion, but uh, may may he rest in peace for sure. Definitely, because he definitely you can see that he taught everybody in that cast something, you know, minus the gentleman that played Jeffrey, you know, he was already a Shakespearean actor before coming on to the Fresh Prince. Um, he had like a Patrick Stewart kind of thing. Like he didn't think like this was gonna, I actually saw that in an interview, I think it was with Vlad TV on YouTube, um, where he was talking about how much he, he didn't think it was gonna happen so far. He didn't think he was gonna get the role. And he talked about him and James Avery, you know, sitting, sitting, you know, being outside smoking a cigarette, just talking, shooting shit. And you got a chance to really see how close they were on that set. Mm. Um, but yeah, if you guys, Fresh Prince Reunion, HBO Max, please, please, please check it out. Like this is, I'm not going to say this is part of our history or part of our culture, but it, it's definitely part of our culture. You know, it, it gave us laughs. It gave us, le- it gave us life lessons whether you know it or not, you know, and it, it, it kind of shows outside of the, the Huxtables of an upper Black or upper African-American family. You know, you had the Huxtables living in Brooklyn in a brownstone or whatever, and then you had the, the banks living in the mansion doing what they can to uplift the race and the culture. So definitely check it out. Definitely check those two. Sh- well, we're talking about the Fresh Prince, so definitely check that out, guys. Yeah. HBO Max, baby. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's that's all we got today, guys. So yo, with that being said, guys, um, please follow us on Instagram. We are Word to the Blurred. Uh, we're trying to get our followers up there because we would like to start doing some sponsorship sooner sooner than later. 
Um, so, you know, if you got a friend, tell a friend to tell a friend, you know, tell, go to your na- neighboring comic book store, you know, tell the people that's in there about Words of the Blur, because God knows we do. And, um, you know, help us build this. You know, this is one out of a trifecta of shows that we have in our collective called Black Thought. You know, we're still coming back at you with that. Um, so you have this show, which is Word to the Blurred with you and Cal. Then you have B Major and you have Diamond the Truth podcast with uh, Virgil Boysoff, who's our partner in this upcoming endeavor that we're trying to do. So we need your support. You know, we're not asking you for money, but we're definitely asking you to let people know about this and to help shout us out so we can, you know, get our things going together. So um, be, be prepared, be on the lookout. Black Thought Collective is coming out soon. We're going to be coming out with a website, logo, things. Is, it's going to be cool. So those of you who have already been following since day one, thank you and we love you. Those of you who are might be just tuning in today, thank you and we love you some more. And just, you know, keep coming back and spread the word. And like I said, we're, we're on Instagram, Word to the Blurred. You'll find us there. We post fairly regularly. So check us out, all right? But with that being said, yo, this is two. This is Cal. Welcome to Word to the Blur, baby. Word to the Blur with you and Cal. Good night, guys. Thank you. Good night. Happy, happy holidays and happy Thanksgiving.